<laughs> Where is this going? Are we going to It's going this? nowhere. Where it's going is to our little campfire. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Fives of, Fives of Crowd. What are you and playing with? He's fire. That's the fire. He is the fire. He, the I mean, fire. it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Actually, just lay down. Put your beard right there. <laughs> just and wiggle and it. Blow on it. Just blow on it. Put Here, a fan on you it. You lay there and I'll blow on it. There we go. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to Cam's Campfire Creep Show here on Fives the Crowd. Ooh. Oh, I love it. This, as you know, well, they don't know. You should know we were gonna do this around an actual campfire. Yep, we were. <sighs> yeah, and I'm bummed that we're not. Maybe yep. in the future. See, and I love. I like listening to like scary, creepy stories on YouTube. Um, and so I wanted to do a little campfire thing where I could share those creepy stories with everybody, let you get the feels for the creepiness. Should I turn the lights down low? Down low, dim them. We need little flashlights mm-hmm. so we can put. Up to our faces. Oh, he should have told me. I would have brought some. I, I don't have any here, it. man. Dang it. I got some in the truck. Oh, we all have our phones. That's okay. That's okay. We should do this again in October. Okay. And then we'll actually have the lights. Yeah, I'm down. Let us know what you think. If you enjoy these creepy little stories I got here, uh, I got four of them for you today. Okay. Ooh. Last one being my favorite. And the best one, so stick around. You know, you sound like you're just copying me from last week. I came up with the idea first. (laughs) (laughs) You just beat me to it. (laughs) Hey, he's in in control of the playback here. You know what? I run this Let's be honest. Is he going to actually go back and edit any of this? (laughs) No. No. I'm just going to switch the release dates. I will say Zach did set the bar real high. It was good. Real high. Good. However, you guys better bring your heat because we got some jokes to crack. We gotta what? get back at him. <laughs> I was. Oh, was, that's right. I was in a and goofy mood. Yeah. I don't know what happened. And the patty wax. <laughs> <laughs> that's his fault for saying knickknacks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this might be scary. Who knows? I don't know. What's Last time, so in my scary vibe. If you didn't hear Zach's stories, stop this one right now. Go listen to that one, then come back. It's yes, it'll help give you a reference. You're gonna have to wait two weeks because he changed the schedule. (laughs) (laughs) The power is mine. (laughs) All right, all right, bring it in. We got we got our campfire. Okay, imagine yourselves. We're out in the forest. It's dark. An eerie wind is blowing around. Maybe crunch, that's what we should do. You guys should just be leaves. my like sound effects. I was gonna try and do a crow call. <laughs> a bird flies by. <laughs> it's an owl. <laughs> Beautiful. Dang. We set the scene. We're on a college campus now. A girl. Wait, so well, that's way off. To the college campus? <laughs> yeah, we did. The oh. forest is right above it. You gotta have terrible mumble just rap okay. playing in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christy, a senior in college. She's out partying, you know. As, as they do. College people, they, they like to party. Uno momento, por favor. Yes. Are these real stories? Yes. Oh. These are real. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. They're all they're all allegedly real, as most of these stories are. Okay. So you know, you decide. So Christy, 
a senior in college. She's out partying with her friends. They're having a grand old time. You know, time starts flying by midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., comes and goes real quick. Christy decides, you know what? I'm not going to stay out all night. I got other things to do the next day. I need to go home and get to bed. So Christy heads home, gets to her apartment, you know, her her, her dorm, I guess, where, where she lives with a couple of her friends, unlocks the door, walks in, and as soon as she enters the room, she turns to her left, and she sees on the couch a random dude. Just, he's on the couch. He's got a blanket on. He's got the blanket pulled all the way up to his mouth, kind of covering his mouth. All you see is his eyes. Is this the naked man story? This is not the naked man story. Oh, okay. But... She looks at him and he, his eyes are like big, right? He's like staring at her and just just kind of weird way. She he gave her a real creepy vibe. That's where you turn around and walk out. Okay? She's like, "You know what? This is one of my friends, one of my friends' friends. It's not the first time someone's been sleeping on the couch." Okay? So she she feels just a little uneasy though, That's... so she just goes straight to her room. Locks the door behind her cuz she's feeling a little weird. Dude was staring at her. It's just weird. She's like, like, "Whatever." This is going one of his one of my roommate's friends i don't care she you know gets into her pjs lays down goes to sleep a couple hours later she's awoken in the night by a knocking on the window by a tapping tapping on the door just a light Ah. tapping she's you know a little confused a little groggy from her 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 short nap there this is plagiarism for my story and she's like what's going on no, it's different. That was out the window. This is at the door. <laughs> Inside tomato, tomato. the house. Okay. All right. So she's weirded out, rightly so. your angry eyes. So she, <laughs> she gets up and she walks towards the door. And as she gets closer to the door, all of a sudden the door, door handle starts jiggling. Jiggle, starts jiggle, shaking. Jiggle, 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 jiggle. Money don't jiggle, jiggle. Okay. It and so bolts. she, you know, all of a sudden she's already a little, little more creeped out. Uh. And then preceding that, scratching. At the door. And it starts to get worse. It starts to get louder. She's already mad. So she texts her friends. And she's like, hey, you know what? Come get your friend. Tell him to knock it off. He's being a freaking weirdo. He's being a creep. She's, you know, sends the message. No reply. Door starts jiggling harder. Scratching gets louder. Everything's just, you know, this guy's just like harassing her for no reason. She's freaking out. She finally picks up the phone and calls her, her roommates. They answer and she's like, hey, get your friend away from my door. He's he's harassing me, basically, like get him out of here. And and they're like, well, what do you mean? What, what are you talking about? She's like your friend, the, the guy that was sleeping on the couch when I came home. He's at the door. He's scratching. He's being he's being crazy. Get him out of here. And her roommate's like, well, Christy, we we don't have anyone over. Nobody came over while you were gone. <gasps> Immediately shivers run down her body. Hairs on the back of her neck are standing up. She's freaking out. And all of a sudden, dead quiet. She calmly says to her roommates, lock your door now. The second they lock that door, pounding on their door across the room. He starts, you know, running at it, hitting it, kicking it, doing everything he can to get into the room where the roommates are. She, in in her, her panic, yet sober panic, called the police, you know, tells them, tells them what's going on. They they spring into action, and within a few minutes, there's already sirens coming down the street. When the sirens are heard, they also hear the man jump out the, the sliding door and, and disappear into the night. So, you know, that's one of my frustrating things I will say about a police officer. Turn Don't come sirens. with your sirens blaring. <laughs> Turn the sirens there's off. There's a guy in the house. 
Woo! Well, they'd no, rather scare the again. But they'd rather scare the guy off instead of causing harm to the residents who yeah. are in the home. But then they, you don't catch the guy; he takes off. True. Okay. But better yeah, that you're dead alive. Guy caught. Yeah. yeah dead better caught. you're alive. Uh, people, <laughs> he's gone. People yeah. aren't bait. Uh, sure, they are. Oh. In the <laughs> eyes of the law, they are. <laughs> <laughs> so police get there. They hear him come in, and they come out of their rooms. Uh, but they go kind of around the apartment and stuff. And it, it was a ground level apartment. So they have a sliding glass door. Well, on the door, there's a whole bunch of scratch marks and stuff like somebody jimmied the lock and got into their house. And so they're like, this is most likely how he came in. Well, then they go and start taking statements and they go to Christie's door. Scratches all over the door. All scratches all over the keyhole. <clears throat> and on the bo- on the floor right below her door is a pair of scissors. And a, and a knife. And the police are like, this is most likely what he used to get in. But when he, when you came home, he was most likely in the middle of like a burglary and you caught him off guard. He jumped on the bed to try to hide. And since you did nothing, you made eye contact with him. You became the target because you were now a witness. Oh, so had, had she not locked her door, he easily could have gotten in and most likely killed her. Mm hmm. They I don't like the it. guy. They I don't like it. Guy. I'm sorry. Even if he was a friend of the roommates, to make to back it up and make sure I understood, when she walked in, saw him with the blanket over his face, she was. It was just him and her in the place, right? Because yeah. the rest of the friends were. They were asleep in the, their rooms. Oh, because it was like three in the morning. They weren't at their party. No, they no, weren't at the party. She's oh. a different group of friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. So generally, in the dorm room like that, you walk in and there's an immediate foyer almost yeah. like a living room and then there's rooms with locks on the sides uh, with like a kitchen attached i was room. under the impression all the roommates were at the same party and she <laughs> left the party no, early uh, came home to him okay no so still and like i mean this, honestly this makes me think back remember the movie urban legend yes. yeah there's yeah. the there's a part where she walks into her dorm room and her roommates having sex uh-huh. and she flips the lights on and she's like hey! and she like turn the lights off she's like oh sorry and she's literally in the same room just over in the bed in the corner so then the next time she comes home, she, her roommate's being murdered. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, sorry, sorry. It doesn't turn the she lights just on and just goes the to sounds. bed. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, in college, it's this weird crap is so normal that they're just like, whatever. But it, but she had that creepy vibe, and that's what saved her life. Mm. Gosh. What a college, man. What a wild ride. What a wild <laughs> ride. <laughs> I didn't Let, go. You guys didn't, none of you guys went to college. Nope. I took a semester. One semester. I just didn't live on the campus. College was wild. I went to some parties. It was all right. I was never a partier. I was. (laughs) We are aware. Was. (laughs) Was. You still are. I haven't partied in forever. (laughs) Kids beat that out of me. What was it? The other day I was looking through Facebook and a memory came up and it was a picture of Jess and she's like, this over all this beer. Oh, all the beer from uh-huh. our wedding? And it was literally just like hundreds oh, of yeah. beers just sitting there. And you're like, party at my casa. Anybody who wants to come? Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. I always threw big parties. Mm. Now, this next one might, might give, uh, give Zach a little some flashbacks. Of his story again? Of his time back at, uh, <laughs> no, of his time back at uh, Five Buck Pizza. 
Oh, let's bring that up again. That was a short ride. <laughs> yeah. So lasted five hours. So for for because for lack of a name, we'll call this character Zach. Okay. <laughs> so Zach, sixteen year old. You know, he had a job at the local pizzeria. All right. Um just, you know, in a he was in the suburbs of a big city, so he wasn't in the big part of it, but he was just like kind of the outskirts, you know, where everyone lives really. One night he's working late. And he's just out cleaning the cleaning the kitchen. Things are going kind of slow. Not much is happening. He's just doing doing his daily job. He's got about ten minutes before he's off work. He can go home, party, do whatever. Just then they get a phone call for a pizza delivery. Oof. He's the last one. You know, store's almost closed. I already feel like this is a false story because so, nobody delivers ten minutes before closing time. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Oh. The store is open. <laughs> you so, you still <laughs> deliver <laughs> here for five hours. Oh yeah. <laughs> they just leave right after they deliver. They don't Shut go back up, to the Chris. store. They go home. <laughs> 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 so anyways, his boss gives him the directions, says, you know, here's the last pizza delivery. Then you can just go home. He types it into his GPS open. Hey, it'll be close. It'll be a quick two minutes. I'll be done. Five, ten tops. He types it into the GPS and turns out it's a little outside the normal city limits, kind of out in the outskirts. Out of the delivery zone? It's in the delivery zone. Or else he wouldn't have delivered it. Mm. But <laughs> maybe he's a go-getter. It's in kind of the, the you know, the rural, more rural areas, the kind Ooh. of far west areas of it. Well, if it was 16-year-old Zach, they didn't have real, dis- like, they didn't have maps back then. So Map quest. I mean, yeah, yeah. You had it. to print it off. Uh-huh, you had to print it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Step-by-step instructions. Use a piece of gum and a paper clip to put it on your windshield. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those were the days. Dude. <laughs> no, they weren't. No, no, no. That was a terrible, dangerous time. You got CDs in your mouth and you're trying to look at the maps <laughs> and switch them and put them hey, on your visor. But at least we didn't text and drive. That's true. <laughs> this no, swap CDs out. This sack was a responsible driver. Okay. So he puts in the GPS coordinates, takes him a little outside of town. You know, he's like, okay, whatever. I just need to get this done. Drives out there. He arrives at this house and the house just kind of looks, it's it's a little dank. It's not really lit up. It's an older house, a little more run down. The yard is just full of weeds, you know, not very many light posts out there. Not, not nothing going on. Like no one's around, just super quiet, kind of just creepy looking place. Mm. So hesitantly, he grabs his pizza. He walks up to the door. And he knocks on the door. He doesn't hear anything. And he's like, he's like, I just want to get out of here. I don't even, I don't want to be here. As he as he turns to leave, the door doorknob jiggles a little bit. Mm. Okay, somebody opens the door. It's this this older woman, like seventy year old woman, and. She's just a little, little ratty, a little rundown, like the house, and she's just kind of glaring at him. She's locking eyes with him, just glaring at him. This seven-year-old woman missing some teeth. She's a strange lady. It's a witch, you know. It's just, he's put off by this. He's, you know, he's on guard. He's like, um, I got, you. I have your pepperoni pizza here, and the lady's like, okay, I'll get your money. She pulls out, reaches for her purse, grabs her purse. She's holding it in her. In her hand, getting her feeble little arthritic hands in there. 
<laughs> and she's, you know, she's searching for the money. It's taking a weird amount of time. You know, it's taking a couple uh-huh. minutes, like more than it should to, to grab some money. All of a sudden she kind of, she holds and, and just stares at him again. And he realizes she's holding something in her right hand. And he starts to get real uneasy. And all of a sudden, behind her, kind of in the back of the house, he sees a, like a silhouette, a shadow of somebody. The house isn't really lit up. Is this in Texas? Because this, I'm getting like Chainsaw yeah. Massacre vibes here. <laughs> right, dude? <laughs> it's something like that. It didn't give me exact like location of this. But, you know, he starts to see the silhouette of somebody behind this older woman. Then all of a sudden he hears off, off to the left side, he hears some, some footsteps. And he turns, and it's kind of got one of those wraparound porches. And he sees just a man standing at the end of this porch, glaring at him over the railing. Gosh. And all of a sudden, the guy just starts, like, climbing up over the railing. Oh, and that's it. That, at that moment, the kid's like, screw this. He runs back to the car. Luckily, he jumps in and gets it started. Nobody's right behind him. He takes off. Gets out of there, right? Uh-huh. Goes, he ends up paying for the pizza himself. He's 16. He's scared. He doesn't know what to do. So he just pays for the pizza himself. Doesn't even say anything about it. Well, like two days later, he's back at work. And he, he tells his manager everything that happened. And the manager's like, what the heck? Like, why didn't you tell me this before? Like, that's, you know, you shouldn't have to go through something like that. So they call the police. Send the police there. And the police find three people in this house. Apparently the house had been foreclosed for over a year. And these people were squatting in it. The older woman and the, and the, the two men, and they, they ended up arresting them. Um, but luckily the kid got away from what possibly could have been his demise. Jeez. Creepy old people out in the suburbs. I feel for you delivery people. That's in the sticks, though. That's and there's like that's true. There's actually quite a few stories about that. Mm-hmm. Really, about yeah. delivery people going out. And- yeah, dude, they're creepy. Dude, I don't know about you. When you were on your mission, did you ever get those vibes at some houses? Oh yeah, Knocking, dude. I got those. I, there was one specific house. We, I got that vibe really bad, and he actually invited us into the house. Same. And my companion was like, "Yeah, we'll go in." And I was like, "But I'm the greenie," and mm-hmm. I was like. Okay, and so we went inside and sat down, and after five minutes, I leaned over to him. I said, dude, we got to leave. I, I don't feel comfortable here. And he's like, I'm getting that feeling really bad right dude. now, too. And we did. We got up, and we left. It was like the worst feeling I have ever felt. Mm-hmm. It was creepy. Oh, yeah. Dude, same same thing happened to me. Like, the this guy, we were walking down the street, and this guy was, like, yelling. He was standing in his front yard yelling at these construction workers across the street. Uh, and like just basically just saying they were doing their jobs wrong and stuff. Just creepy old dude. Right. <laughs> and so we're knocking on every door and then we decide, we're like, okay, let's, let's skip this guy. Mm-hmm. We walk past him and he turns his attention to us and he's like, what? You're not going to knock on my door. <laughs> and we're like, oh, <laughs> like, Hey, how you doing? And like, he starts talking to us and same thing. He's like, come inside. And we're like, are you sure? Like, we don't want to disturb you. And like, it's popsicles? a very long message. It's, 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 yeah, a, it's a very lot. long it message. A lot. It starts back in the BCs. It's just a long time. I um, got plenty of popsicles. <laughs> but, but like from, from the fresh, second we started talking to this guy, I honestly had this sinking feeling. I'm like, this, this dude might kill us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we go inside. 
and his house is somewhat bare. There's not much furniture. He has like a table and like almost some lawn chairs around the table. And so we sit down and we're like kind of talking to him. And the whole time I'm in like, I'm kind of in a position and thinking like, okay, what do I have in here? Yeah. I'm like, what can I hit this guy with if it comes down to it? What's my first weapon? (laughs) Holy ghost. (laughs) Ghost him out of there. Like slap him. (laughs) I will send the demons out of here. I've been drinking green tea all damn day. How Christ. you. No, but like I straight up the whole time was like, what do I, what am I going to do? Okay. And this dude is t- just rambling on uh-huh. to what I'm pretty sure. And this is no joke was his confession to murdering his wife. Whoa. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, this man is going to kill us. <sighs> And so I, I, I look at my companion. He's got that same. I can see on his face. He uh-huh. feels the same as I do. Get the fuck out of here. And so the guy's like, oh, let me show you something. He stands up and he starts to walk to his room. And I'm like, you know what? We actually have to leave. We have an appointment right now. I'm like, if he goes in his room, he's going to get some and I'm going to have to beat this man. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, I right, we're out. And so luckily we like, nope. Okay, we got to go. Hey, thanks. Uh, you know, see you later. And we got out. And as soon as we like past his fence we ran just like booked it down the street turned the corner and like zigzagged for a while and got out of there never went anywhere near that street ever again that poor man only wanted to give you a gift of lead <laughs> oh man you had him all wrong he was in he's there. gonna give us some worthers yeah it's a nice old he's man. probably he's going to grab you. his wife and just introduce <laughs> you his last will and testimony you know, stuffed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> <dude. Earn. laughs> People were scary. Okay. This next story, a little bit of a brain bender. You may experience feelings of sadness. Slight nausea. Desperation. Maybe. We're already desperate. Okay. Just what kind of desperation? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> Where are we going here? So we're going back. We're going back to school again. Okay. okay. Going back oh, to, very desperate. Got going it. Going back to college <laughs> to start. Here we are at a, a good old Louisiana college mm. with our friend Mitch. Okay. Okay. Mitch was going to this college. You know, he had aspirations to to become successful, have a family. Well, one day while he's going to school, he met this girl named Kayla. Now, to Mitch, it was love at first sight. He met this girl, and he's like, "This, this is the woman I'm going to marry. I love this." This is going to happen. Now, Kayla was a little bit hard to get. You know, she she played that game. She made it. She made him work for it, essentially. But ultimately, uh, he won her over. I remember Kayla. Yeah. yeah. Tony yeah. stole her from me. <laughs> she oh. left you for me. <laughs> and then she changed her name. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> totally isn't that the same thing, though, Tony? <laughs> Huh? You're like you're like she left you for me. No, because I I I no no. I'm pretty sure. I I cut it and then she bounced to him. Is this the same girl that rhymes with Penny? No, it was Kayla. Oh, there's really a Kayla. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were talking about Jenny. Kayla. It wasn't this Kayla though, because this Kayla was with Mitch. There's really wow, and they were in love. Wait, so you guys have kissed. The same girl, multiple Eskimo brothers. Eskimo brothers. Nice. Nice. Just like to share girls, huh? You know. (laughs) Anyways, I'm sorry. Game appreciates game. (laughs) (laughs) 
So anyways, back to Mitch and Kayla. <laughs> so here they are going through school, these little lovebirds. Um, well, they, he, they graduate from college and they decide to get married. So Mitch and Kayla get hitched. Well, Mitch lands a really good job, you know, right out the gate, which is pretty unheard of nowadays. <laughs> lands a great job. And they become pregnant and they have their first child, a little, nice little girl, little adorable girl. Mm-hmm. Well, time goes on. Life is great for these two. Things are things are working out so well. Everything is you know coming to fruition. Dreams are coming true. Two years later, they have another child. They have a baby boy. At this point, um, Mitch had gotten like a promotion at work. He's now making plenty of money. Uh, Kayla decides to be a stay-at-home mom, raising the family. Time drags on. A few years go by, and and things are great. You know, kids are grown. Mitch, Mitch absolutely adores, loves his family. He loves hanging out with his children. He loves seeing them grow, being their buddies. You know, just he, he just loves being a dad, and he was made for this. One day, Mitch is sitting down. He's kind of relaxing after work. He's been hanging out with the kids. He's just watching some TV, just chilling out. Out of the corner of his eye, he sees their red lamp that's just like on the nightstand over there. And he realizes it's it's blurry. Like the lamp looks blurry. Oh. He's like, he's a little confused by this. He's looking at it. He's like, this makes no sense. He's like looking around the room. Nothing else is blurry. Everything's fine. He doesn't have any eyesight issues. No glasses, no, no contact lenses. But this, this lamp is blurry. And he, he kind of shakes it off. He's like, whatever. I'm, maybe I'm just tired. You know, goes back to watching TV. Well, you know, more time goes by and he, he just can't stop thinking about it. This lamp is blurry. So he looks at it again. All of a sudden, the lamp is now upside down. It's like it's changed its position. Now he's getting a little concerned. He's like, am I having a stroke here? Like, what's going on? Is there something wrong with me? And he, he can't figure it out. So he's like, I'm, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm, he goes to bed, goes upstairs, goes to bed. Come the next morning, he uh, comes downstairs and, you know, he goes back in the front room. And there it is. The lamp still blurry, still kind of upside down to just It's weird. He becomes so fixated with it that he can't do anything. He he calls out of work. He's like, you know, I'm I this something's going on. Does he not walk up to it and look at it? <laughs> he he goes up to it. He's like, he's like, what is this? You know, he can. It's a lamp. He can touch it, but it's blurry. It doesn't make sense. Um, just throw it away. So he, ju- stays, he stays home from work. <laughs> Would you just look at it? <laughs> Would you just look at it? It's broken. <laughs> so this goes on for a couple. He stays home from work a couple days. What he about Kayla? Up, Can Kayla? He ends up sleeping on the couch. Kayla doesn't see anything. She doesn't he, see he lamp won't, at all? Well, he won't even really tell her what he's seeing because he's, he's really freaked out and he doesn't want to worry her. But it becomes like almost obsessive to him. Like he he ends up sleeping, staying the night on the couch because he can't get away from this thing. So finally, after a couple of days of him staying home from work and, and you know sleeping on the couch, he tells Kayla what's going on. So Kayla, um, you know, she recommends we need to let's go see a doctor. Let's let's do something like let's take care of this. And so. While she's talking to him, he just becomes so entranced with it that all of a sudden he just he just kind of becomes unresponsive to her. 
But what he's seeing is that this lamp is all of a sudden started to like grow, essentially. Like it's getting bigger and it's getting bigger and bigger. And he's, you know, he's like entranced. He's freaking out. Like what this thing is growing and it's taking up the whole room. And as this thing's growing, all of a sudden, like Kayla, his wife, she starts to get more faint and like he's, he's not hearing her as well. But then he's hearing other voices, you know, at this point, the, the lamp is like almost taking up the entire room. He gets the sharp pain in his head and he's like, what's happening? And these all these voices get louder. And then all of a sudden, the lamp kind of takes over everything. And then his vision goes back clear and he's laying on the ground next to one of his college school like buildings. And he's laying there. <laughs> And all of a sudden the security guard runs up to him and he picks him up and he, he's like, come with me. He like takes him away to, to like their, their truck. And you know, Mitch is like, what's going on? Like I have this massive headache. Like, where's my wife? Where are my kids? And the security guards like, like calm down. You, you were just attacked by one of the football players. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, you so there was an altercation. You were attacked by the football player. You hit your head and you were unconscious for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden it hits him the whole the last 10 years fist. of his life. <laughs> what? <laughs> the whole... <laughs> that was good. I missed him. I said the football player's fist because he said all of a sudden, all it, sudden it hit him. him. <laughs> 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 but the whole last 10 years of his life, his wife, his kids, his great job, all a hallucination. Oh my oh. God. All happened within the span of a few minutes of him being unconscious. He, you know, went to the hospital, got checked out. Everything was fine. He physically recovered. No problem. To this day, has not mentally recovered. Still believes in that family. He still dreams of his kid, but his kid is perpetually five years old. How old he was like when he awoke, essentially. So he had an entire life in the span of three minutes, and it was all taken away from him. Huh. Oh my god. How would it be? It's the multiverse working its way. That'd be wild. He got hit so hard he went through a multiverse. Yep. For real. So it's like when they say your life flashes before your eyes, it's quite literal. Mm-hmm. But this guy had a whole life that never happened. Wow. Oh my god. Dreamt gosh. up his wife and kids, and now he literally can never have them. You know what'd be even more creepier is if this Kayla chick came walking by at one point. She might have. Like she football, might have been like someone in the crowd. Her as a football guy's girlfriend. That's yeah. called butterfly effect. Ooh, yeah. see? Wait, so so you said now he's permanently mentally... he Like, he's he's okay. Like, physically checks out. But, yeah, he's like... He's like I mean, a mentally. Like imagine, couldn't recover. Think right now. If you woke up and your family was just an illusion. It would be like having a divorce and losing your whole family yeah. and not being able to see him again is how it was probably how he felt. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even Imagine be able to you see waking him. up at high school with Austin and Cam just staring at you. And me and Chris You're are gone and your family's gone. 
So physically and mentally, he's he's totally checks out, but now yep. he's just obsessed with this family that technically yeah. never he existed. He remembers them. He can see their faces. He has dreams about them. Gosh, could you imagine trying to move on? Like you do now meet a wife and everything, and it's like, oh, you're nothing like Kayla. Who's Kayla? My first wife. You were never married. Yes, I was. (laughs) Right? In another movie. Or you have a kid and it's like a a baby boy first, and it's like, uh, Uh, no, but it's supposed to be a girl. Try again. (laughs) Take this one. Oh my gosh. Right? That's a good story. That messes you up. That's a good story. That's allegedly very true. Good uh, butterfly effect feel vibes. Yeah. Do you ever see the director's cut of. Oh, yeah. Mm, So good. I I recently I heard a story kind of like multiverse stuff on that podcast. Ah, um, this guy, like I'll give it just the real short version. This guy and his girlfriend, they live together in an apartment in New York. Oh my gosh, that one's messed up. Right? Yeah. Well, they they wake up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They wake up, kind of go their separate ways for the morning. She goes for a run. He's getting ready to go to work. He's waiting to hail a cab. And all of a sudden he gets hit in the back. Like someone pushes him in the back and he turns around and it's his girlfriend, but she's in like skinny jeans with high heels. And, and he's like, she just went for a run. Now she's in this outfit that looks like she's ready to go out for out on the night out on the town. And she's pissed at him. Why the F would you do that? You piece of crap, blah, blah, blah. Just going off on him. He's like, what just happened? What is going on? I think she was calling him out for cheating and stuff like that. She's pissed. And he's trying to get an explanation out of her. And she's like, you know what you did, blah, blah, blah. And he follows her up to their apartment. And she's like throwing stuff at him while she's packing a bag to leave. And and he's so dumbfounded trying to figure out what's going on. They go downstairs. She jumps in a cab. She's like, eh. Few gets in a cab and leaves and like three to five seconds go by and all of a sudden someone wraps their arms around him from behind and he turns around and it's his girlfriend and he's just it now at this point he's like okay i just watched her drive away in a cab and seconds later now here she is in a different outfit happy just you know just fine and so then he's trying to wrap his head around this and he starts to kind of tell her about it a little bit so they they go as far as like watching security footage they they, can see that the woman was in the apartment yeah they go upstairs and the apartment's just in shambles still yeah her clothes are missing like so he thought that it would reassure him if the apartment was messed up but if anything it made it worse because now he's like okay now this this happened i had an argument with this woman uh but now my girlfriend's here and has no idea what's going on either so they watch security footage. They see them um, in the hallways of the apartment and they see her in the clothing that he described. And, um, and but then it never shows her face It never shows her face. But then her dad is um, NYPD. And so he comes in to investigate and they dust for prints on the door to because now at this point, she's thinking that maybe he was cheating and that this was another woman. And he's just trying to make up this story. Mm. So the dad comes in and dusts for prints and on the doorknob, it's just the boyfriend, girlfriend, fingerprints. Mm -hmm. So there was not a third person involved. And um, gosh, what else? I think that I mean that was basically the gist of it, and he has to this day has no idea who this was. What he said, he talked to a physics professor, and this professor, total theory. This wasn't like what happened, but he said he's like there are stories about 
universes briefly crossing over. And so maybe him and his girlfriend were having an argument in this other universe. Oh, and that was the other thing. He said that the cab that she got into, he said that uh, he got in, watched her drive away. Nice girlfriend hugs him. He turns, looks at her, turns back, and the cab's gone. And he said that the there was no turns or anywhere where the cab could have hurried and turned off in that amount of time. So what? she got in this cab, drove Ooh. off, and now it's gone. Dude. I was thinking it was a crazy like twin sister or something messing with him. Dude, the that's one. like Matrix vibes. Right? Big time. Yeah. There's a glitch. Multiverse glitch. is a creepy man. I don't know, man. Yeah, this, dude, this dude, Mitch, could have like slipped into a multiverse, lived a whole life as a different Mitch. It's like that scene in Doctor Strange where she hits him <laughs> and his yeah. spirit like comes mm-hmm. out of his body. That's what happened. That football mm-hmm. player hit his... Hit him real hard. Hit his soul <laughs> out. <laughs> that's how people turn into the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> exactly. Get a, fa- get a exactly. family that they want, and then he spends the rest of his life trying to get that family. Yep. Uh, now he's going to use his powers to find freaking America Chavez and, and start killing people. All that stuff. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This this is the best story out of all of them. I freaking love this one so much. Uh, there also seems to be a theme because this story is about a girl named Bella. She lives in France. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's home for the summer away from college. <laughs> you just love them college. This is guys. why I didn't go to college. A lot of drugs <laughs> in college. This is why I did not go. It's about finding yourself. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Getting or, real lost to find yourself. Or finding others that right. don't exist. Finding universes, you know. Mm. What a wild. So time. this happened. Then this happened back in 2019. Okay, so Bella, you know, she lives. She lives in France, kind of out, out in the moor, like country area because again this is the place that these things happen mm. wide open spaces uh well she's at home visiting her family and she she has this this spot near her family's house that is her absolute favorite place to be on the planet it's this man-made lake that her family stumbled upon kind of almost like while while hiking and it's become one of their favorite spots because nobody else really knows about it. Nobody goes there. Nobody knows it exists. At least all signs point to that because they've never seen anybody there. Mm. Now, what it is, how she gets to this lake is essentially she'll she'll drive down the road from her house a good like 30 minutes. And she'll come to this turnoff and there's no... There's no markings, kind of just actually like a pull off off to the side of the road. There's not really any signs or anything like that. She just they just know it's there. So she pulls off uh, and then she has to walk through this kind of forested part and she comes out upon this um, animal path. So the, the animal path is essentially it's not really one used by people. It's just that animals go back and forth through this area because there's there's water and whatnot that's a game trail exactly a game trail yeah. so they follow this trail over and over so it's worn a small path kind of thing so she follows the this uh this game trail for quite a while until it hits a stream and then she turns and she follows that stream and eventually the stream will get her to the man-made lake now one leg of this journey so essentially car to lake is about two hours like it's a long hike, but she'll go out there and like relax all day, read a book, you know, hang out at this lake. It's like her ultimate Zen kind of peaceful area. Be my Zen. Right. But 
it's a fantastic like little little place that they don't really have to share with anyone else. So one day, you know, she came back from college and she's like, I haven't been there in a long time. I want to I want to go visit my favorite place. She drives down the road, takes the pull off, walks through the trees, you know, finds the game trail, follows it to the stream, follows the stream to the lake. And as she approaches the lake, she sees kind of on the shore of it. She sees what looks like some little clump of fur. As she gets closer, she realizes it's it's a dead beaver. Now, this this beaver was was missing its head. Didn't have a head on it. Oh, jeez. And while she's kind of looking at this, she all of a sudden hears a bell. A bell? Like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, like a bell. Hmm. Okay. You know, she kind of perks up and she's like, "What's well, that's an odd sound. Like, it's it's like a like kind of kind of erratic, like not just like a ding ding ding. It's like bing ding ding ding, like a super okay. kind of just weird bell, like almost. And she immediately thinks like maybe maybe somehow someone's like ant dog is like pet is lost out here. It's got a bell on its collar or something like that. Like it, it's just weird, but she doesn't pay much attention to it. You know, she sees looks at this beaver and she's like, oh, I want like maybe it's connected somehow, like. Maybe whatever animal or someone who did this, maybe they're still nearby. She's not too worried, though. She's like, I never really see people. Not really anything to worry about. Well, the sound, you know, goes away. She she ends up spending the day hanging out. No, everything's fine. She then goes home. No, nothing more to talk about. About a week later, she gets bored. She's hanging out with her family. Not much to do. Uh, it's a little later in the day than normal, but she's like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go out to the lake. She drives down the road, takes the pull off, walks through the trees, finds the game trail. And she starts like, starts walking down this game trail and it starts to sprinkle a little bit. You know, it's getting a little rainy, a little sprinkly, nothing big. She's like, you know what? This, this is fine. It, It won't be anything crazy. I'll just keep going. She walks about maybe halfway, halfway to, you know, the, the lake. And at this point it starts to downpour. Like it's just raining super, super heavy. And she's like, ah, she's like, no, you know, I, I'm sure it'll probably clear up. Like I'm, I'm just in like some workout gear. So I don't really care. It's, it's late summer. So it's still kind of warm, but she's like, mm, you know, what? I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. Right. So she she's walking down the stream. She's like I said, she's about an hour into this walk. She decides she's like, I'm going to keep going. She walks about 10, 15 minutes more. And she's like, she's like, you know what? It's it's going to get darker. I came out here a little late. It is. The rain's not really stopping. I better turn around. I better go back. So she decides to to turn back. Um, and she's walking back and she's kind of, she's got her head down, you know, she's got a hat on, she's got her head down, rain's hitting her, but she's also trying to look where she's walking because with the rain clouds, it's already a little darker, even though it's not quite sunset. So she's walking back and she's watching where she's going, avoiding the big puddles and whatnot and stepping over rocks, sticks, all that stuff. Well, then all of a sudden, about 15 minutes into her walk back, something hits her in the head. And she's like startled by this. She steps back and, and what she sees like almost, almost makes her vomit. Was that an apple core? She ran into, not quite. It was a whole apple. Oh, it was the whole thing. 
she she jumps back and what she sees is the beaver that she saw a week before the dead beaver. But this time, you know, it was headless, right? Now this thing is strung up from the tree and its head is sewn into its hands. What the hell? And it's hanging from the tree. And at first she steps back and she's grossed out because it's a dead animal. You know, she's like rubbing her head. She's like, I hope I don't have like dead stuff on me or blood or whatever. And then she realizes she's looking at this thing with its head sewn onto its body. And then she makes the terrible realization that she had walked past this area not 30 minutes before. Ah. So in the last 30 minutes, uh, somebody had to string this beaver up uh-huh. on the trail. Oh, my gosh. Which means they were watching her, and they knew she would be back. This realization hits her, and as it does, she hears the bell. Ding, ding, ding. She hears the bell off in the distance. Panicked, terrified, hairs on the back of her neck stand up. She just, she, she walks around the, the creepy little beaver and just starts running. And as she's running, the bell continues. And all of a sudden she realizes whatever that bell is, is it's following me. She hears sticks breaking behind her. Oh my she hears that bell ringing. She's become panicked. It's still downpouring. It's getting darker by the minute. She looks back. All she sees is dark forest. And she just hears that bell in the distance. She grabs her phone. She calls her parents, hysterical, crying. She tells them, like, I'm on the path. I, I need help. She realizes she's still an hour away from her car. She's gone a long distance. Even running, it's going to take some time. But she's running. She calls her parents. Her parents, they jump into the car. They fly down the road towards her. She stays on the phone with them the whole time, hearing that bell off in the distance, following behind her, sticks breaking, just constant. It's right there. She's running faster than she's ever run before in her life. After what seems like forever, essentially, you know, she's probably halfway, a little more than halfway, like three quarters of the way back to the car. Nonstop. She doesn't think she can run anymore. She's running low on energy. She starts to slow down. And finally, for the first time since, since she started running, she stops and she looks back. And at this point, she has come through a clearing. Okay, there's a big clearing of an area, not many trees. So the rain had kind of let up. There's some moonlight shining through. And as she looks back at the other end of the clearing, she still hears the bell. But then she sees this large, just almost like a lanky, just very tall, dark figure walk out into the moonlight Whatever this thing is, this creature, she realizes it has a bell tied to its like waist, kind of like its belt. And she finally sets eyes on whatever this this creature or or person or whatever this thing is. It seemed impossibly tall. It, you know, it had been running after her. Big All fight. of a sudden, she sees it start to walk towards her, mm. and she realizes that the bell is ringing every time he takes a step. Again, she turns around, runs hysterical, on the phone still with her family. At this point, her dad had finally, they made it to the turnoff. 
He jumps out of the car. He books it through the forest. She's running. You know, she's kind of re- renewed with energy from the terror of seeing this thing at the end of the of the of the Opening. clearing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. She runs and and her dad runs out to meet her. He they see each other. He runs to her. He grabs her. Not even skipping a beat. She jumps into his arms and he turns and just continues to run straight back to the car. At this point, the mom had kind of walked down through the forest and he just grabs her by the hand and they all run right back up to the car, jump in the car, speed away in safety. They're all crying. They're all sobbing. And the whole time, all the parents can say is like, we, we heard the bell. We could hear the bell through the phone the whole time she was being chased. They also could hear this bell, this thing, whatever it was after. They finally calm down a bit. They go and talk to police. The next day, the police go out there, and she she explains, like, the the trail and everything, right? She even lets them know, like, hey, there at one point, I dropped, I had a bag with me, like a small bag. Um, she dropped it. Well, as they went out there and searched around, they couldn't find it. But what they did find was they found her shirt, or a shirt that was, like, in the bag, folded up real neatly, placed on the path with the rock on top of it. Nobody knows what it means. The police, they're like, honestly, maybe you happen to walk into the territory of some deranged person and they were just trying to scare you off of it. But Bella does not believe that at all because she's been to this place for years, never seen anyone else. They've never had any issues. And to this day, nobody knows what the creature was that chased him out, had the bell on its waist. What happened to it, but they never saw it again. Never heard anything else. And they escaped. But they had that feeling the whole time they were running. They knew that if they stopped, they would have been done for. This creature would have taken them. They would never be heard from again. Tony and Zach are freaked out. That's crazy. Tony's going to have nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Bella. Would you go back to the lake? Later? Would I? Yeah. F no, dude. Although, actually, if if With I had a bunch this of crew, yeah, and we all had a bunch of guns, yes. Yeah. Holy hell. Huh? Huh? That's a good one. A good I almost one. cracked a joke, but I didn't want to ruin the story. What was the joke? Right when you got to the clearing, I was gonna say. When you were saying that the bell was ringing, I was gonna be like, "Welcome to Chili's. Can I take your order?" <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good though. That's funny, dude. I had you guys. That was beautiful. Yeah, you did. You did. How, you, how you feel about that, Tony? Honestly, like I shit my part, pants. <laughs> the part that like has me so. Weirded out is the fact that the beaver had its head sewn to its hands. So this thing has enough intelligence to sew. Maybe it's a gift for her. That's yeah, right. Maybe the thing was like it was like Beauty and the Beast thing, and it was like in love with her. It was in France. Mm. Ah. Here's the thing. Yeah, like, Ah. but the thing had been watching her from the beginning. Yeah, because it was there the other times she went. Like even it as knew a kid. Her path. Well, I don't know because it knew her path. That's why it left the beaver the first time, and then Jeez. the second time, it had to follow her. Ooh. I don't like it. 
Nah, I don't like it. Gosh. Dude, what do you imagine the, the creature looks like? Uh, honestly, what was running through my head was a little bit of Bigfoot and Hills Have Eyes. Oh, yeah. Like some mm-hmm. kind of mountainous man creature that's maybe deformed. Par- partially inbred, deformed. Uh. Hence the like bell uh-huh. belt uh, thing. That's how they find them. <laughs> you got out again. My <laughs> wife got away. <laughs> <laughs> Almost had her this time. Dude. Dude, you had to bring up Hills Have Eyes, didn't you? <laughs> it's freaking. Oh there's an episode of X Files that's very much like that. Well, then like there's Wrong Turn. Yeah, there's a lot of movies out there. Dude, like it's it. it. That story is one one of my favorite ones that I've found. Like listening to some of these. Never want to go camping or anything like that. Like, Not in France. Jeez. <sighs> I don't like it. Don't well, like it. I I can't wait to have all the answers to know the the true background to these stories. Right? There was one um on that same podcast that you're listening to. There was one that I came across. Same thing. Guy goes out camping with his family. Um, they decide to take a hike through the forest. <laughs> And they come across this campground that looks amazing. They're like, why is nobody camping here? There was a camper set up there, all that stuff. And they're like, well, maybe someone found this out. He got the weird, creepy vibes, all that stuff. Decided to to head back. You know, they also heard someone following them, like, in the forest and stuff like that. So they decided to head back. And they're running back to their campground, all this stuff. And he's like, well, we can't leave tonight. He's like, I've got too much stuff here. It's too much, so we're just going to... So what he did is he went around and he set up a perimeter type thing. They slept there that night. First thing in the morning, he went to go pick up the perimeter and he ended up tripping over another wire. And there was another guy living in the forest. And I believe they said it was a serial killer. And he had already set up his own perimeter. And when they went on the hike, they set it off. And he started following them through the forest. Yikes. Mm. What if this other guy was just hiding as well, and he thought that the they were a family of serial killers, and so he got scared and set up his own perimeter, right? <laughs> and like, they're scared of each other. Right? <laughs> is it Dale and Tucker versus Evil? Yeah, Dale and oh, Tucker I need versus Evil. That, that movie's hilarious. Dude, I still think I think a phenomenal series of movies would be someone who like. I mean, I mean, Dexter basically kind of did it, but I'm thinking like, like movie monsters, like Texas Chainsaw Guy, like all those crazy ones, somebody that they're afraid of and he like hunts them. Mm. I think that'd be dope. Like Blade with vampires. Yeah. I yeah. thought, I thought Blade or Van Helsing. Like, yeah. yeah, something like that. But like in the same mode as their movies. So mm. like. Like Freddy Krueger is being kind of haunted or hunted by somebody that he's afraid of. That'd be cool. That'd be but cool. it starts out you thinking it's just going to be a normal Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah. Well, it's scary. And then all of a sudden he starts switching the power dynamic and some other more heinous creatures after him. Dang. So like he's in a dream, creeping in a dream. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, I got to get out of here. He wakes up and something's <gasps> chasing him. Yeah. yeah. You're right. That'd be cool. It would be cool. But there you have it, folks. Cam's creepy campfire creep show. Goodness. Just Loved remember, it. if you hear bells in the forest, run. Run. It's a kitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably campers scaring <laughs> away bears. <laughs> That's what we hope. 
But let us know what you think. If you enjoyed it, if you like this, like, form of contact, uh, contact, context, context. Or us, yeah. us telling you creepy it. stories or weird happenings. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do love these stories. I, I think too. it's just fun to be like, ooh, what if? But hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know down in the comments if you liked it. Yes. Um, yeah, real quick, too, on that story. I thought you were going to end it with, she kept running, and for some reason there was a pair of bells that were attached to her feet. <laughs> <laughs> so just, the bells, she, she, it was actually her. Yeah, turns out it was just a, a pile of sticks that she saw. <laughs> it's like that snake prank, how they yep. yeah. clip the snake yeah, on a stick. Sasquatch uh, just stuck a bell on it. <laughs> just a stray cat chasing her. Uh, what, if, what if she ran up to her dad, and her dad's like, honey, I'm here, and then when she hugs him, all of a sudden a bell falls ding, out ding, of his ding, pocket, ding. and he's like, oh, oh that, that's not that's the twist in the movie. Oh, that's Anywho. creepy. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for being here, guys. If you want to support us, make sure you hit that join button. Uh, but otherwise, just share us with your friends, your family, all the peoples. Just yes, please. give us a like. Give us a share. We love you being here. Wait, we need a word of the day. Oh, what should be? Sasquatch. There you go. That's a long one to spell. Yeti. Bells. Yeti. 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 Hashtag Yeti. Hashtag Yeti. Yeti Yeti Bells. bells. (laughs) Hashtag Yeti Bells. Yeti Yeti Bells. bells. Yeti Bells. That's the one. That's the final one. (laughs) Put it in there. Ask us questions, too, and we will touch on those. Oh, yeah, we did in this round. We'll do it in the next episode. Yep. All right. Meet the Zane. Love you guys. Goodbye. Thanks for being part of this crowd. Ciao. Arrivederci.